we do it, Joey. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna start. <laughs> uh, let's <laughs> just start rolling, 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 rolling. What? God damn it. Do you know that album came out in 1999? It was before Y2K or 9-11. Nice. Nice. I was, I was hanging out. I was hanging out with one of my cameramen who, who was his birthday the other day. He was born in 2000 and 2000. He was born in 2000. Oof. Oof. <laughs> and someone was singing a Limp Biscuit song and he said, what's that? And I said, you don't, no. you, know, you don't know about Limp Biscuit." And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh boy, not only do I feel old, let me let me play you some Limp Biscuit songs. And do you know anything more embarrassing than playing a, a, a Zoomer, just a bunch of Limp Biscuit? They look at you with this judgment on their face and they go, you listen to that? And the answer is yes. This is what the old people listened to back in the day? I had Limp a, Biscuit? a CD player with a physical CD that went inside from 1999 that played Fred Durst music sometimes. It's amazing I didn't turn into, like, wow. some kind of skinhead, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I mean, I feel like there's a few more steps there in between <laughs> in between Limp Biscuit and skinhead, but, you know. I, I did it all for the Maybe you did dodge a bullet. I don't know. Dude, I... <laughs> Good luck finding out where I'm going to start the show now. Um, hey, buddy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, you know what? Uh, okay. Real quick. Very short rant. Uh-huh. You know the Merry Christmas thing? Uh-huh. The, you know, like, I, it's it's actually kind of annoying. This is one of the, the things that, like, politics, I don't really worry about it too much, but politics has kind of ruined Merry Christmas, you know? Because now all all the people on the right are like very very like it's not happy holidays it's Merry Christmas you know and like they like to go around and be like really shove the Merry Christmas in people's faces and now I've been second guessing I really like I said Merry Christmas the other day and I was like or Happy Holidays you know like whatever and I was just like wait a minute every single time and I just like say Merry Christmas are people automatically assuming I'm being a dickhead about it <laughs> yeah they they've ruined it for us right um. I, I I pick and choose based on how much I know about someone, which is why you just heard mm. me say say both because I realized mm. midstream what what's appropriate. But for the broader audience, happy holidays. I'm inclusive. Look at me. I'm a kid wow. um, who knows about Limbiscuit. It's this guy's virtue signaling right now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, don't worry. In, in about three days' time, I'm going to be at a Christmas party, assuming that no one has COVID at this point. Some people might have COVID in my family. Um, and I'm going to get a lot of, like, oh, Merry Christmas, Joey, in the exact way you just did. And I'm going to be or, or like... is that illegal? Is that illegal now? Am I not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore? Can I say that? Can I say that? Is that going to be okay? My, dad, my, 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 my uncle's also Elvis. I don't know what kind of voice this is, but... <laughs> Dude, I'm losing it. I'm um, uh, you. You are sick. This is why the podcast is late. Everybody <sighs> just want to get that out there. Joey was sick again. I was waiting. Just, okay, hold doing? on. I have not been sick since March. I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I'm okay. So what? I, I'm annoyed by something. Let me do something that I love to talk about. And also hate Last to talk time about. You got COVID. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking about my mom for a second. My mom has forgotten about, like, basically all of the COVID stuff that we learned over the last two years because she was just going to work with sick people and getting sick and then being around me in the car while sick, which proceeded to, funny enough, get me sick. So I'm like, Mom, did you not learn 
anything. We we learned so much about germs and hand washing and social distancing and masks and why 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 are we together in a three hour car ride if you don't feel well? Why are <laughs> wait, we sharing wait, a hotel how long room? Into the car how long until the car ride until she told you this? Oh well, she starts coughing like you know. I, I watch her put a halls in her mouth like an hour into the car ride, and I look at her and I go what the fuck and she's like yeah i'm not feeling too well like but it's just allergies and i'm like it's never allergies it's never allergies it's always something so either i got her contagious allergies or she gave me a little cold and um Mm. you know good news I I feel fine. It wasn't COVID. It was really just a cold. I still got like ten percent of it, maybe maybe twenty. Um, but I I should have recorded what I sounded like to like insert it here. I'll do that next time because I was like this, and I'm like I can't do a podcast like that. Um, people need to listen to my dulcet tones, which don't exist. True, and what don't that exist mid sinus infection. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people listen? It's because of Joey's dulcet tones. Uh, God. I'm I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, that, that's why we're late. But may, you know what? Maybe th- there's a silver lining to everything, right? Because I say that on Monday, didn't have that much to talk about. On Wednesday, mm. drama city, baby. So, like, look at all the things we got to cover. I can talk. You know what? You know what didn't happen before today? You know what we can talk about today? All mm. these fucking bad, shitty not good streamer teams who can't mm. make it into DPC Division 2 because they're yeah. failing their cold qualifiers. I'm looking at you, No-Tail. Yeah, and they, Arkosh- those guys really <clears throat> suck. <laughs> <laughs> those guys suck, man. Dude, how's, how's uh, your yeah, weeping, buddy? None of the meme teams made it in except for uh, Fart Studios, which I'm actually very happy with. Uh, like, of course, like, you know, like, uh, Arkosh, like I wanted them to get in. Ideally, I wanted both of us to get in because um, I do, I do care about those guys. Uh, I actually would go so far as to say, is I, I love some of those guys, uh, and I wish them all the the best success. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy they got in. If not us, then at least them. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you spent a lot of time with them. You care about them. They're friends, right? Yeah. So, so that makes sense. But. Can we talk a little bit about what happened? Because I'll, I'll be honest, my expectations were that it was going to be easy. And and I don't know, maybe that was a lot of hope. Maybe that was a lot of, like, like misguidedness. But, like, I'm looking at the people who are playing. Maybe it's because I know, and then this is actually serious. Maybe it's because I know the names of the people on the team. And mm-hmm. all the yeah. other Division Two teams, Sans, Fart Studios, or maybe, like, one or two small outliers, I don't know who any of them are. So there's probably yeah. just, a, just, just a bias that I have towards, like, oh, I've seen these people play at a major. Oh, these people played on Tier 1 teams. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. And um, I mean, I guess obviously we've evolved past the point of, you know, Dota being more than just is good at game. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I'm sure that's part of it. But but I I I expected a little bit more. I, I would say I'm 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 a, I'm a skosh bummed. <laughs> you expected a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, will you do. Did we ever talk about like Arkosh and like why we picked up a different team? Did we ever talk about that? Mildly. Just yeah. just like, I mean, it pretty much came down to the fact that, like, there were, we had, I think things were about to get going. Um, we didn't put as much effort, I would say, into Arkosh as we probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, but things were finally, like, getting going, I would say. Um, and there were some opportunities. 
but then they got knocked out of the DPC, uh, and that kind of killed all that. So Steam kind of ran out. Things got pretty toxic, um, I would say. And in general, I think, like, um, I don't know, the whole situation just felt kind of bad. Um, so I think that um, we, like, we talked about it uh, and talked about, like, okay, what, like, as a, if we want to, like, keep doing our cost, like, what does it look like as a business? What what can it look like as an actual business? And we brought um, SVG on to kind of help with that. And like, hey, like if we want to keep doing this, like what is our idea and how do we actually make it successful? And mm-hmm. basically it came down to the fact that there are uh, all these esports pro players. Like there's, we haven't quite seen it yet, but there's going to be uh, a very, very soon, a period of time where all these esports players uh, these like legendary names have retired, but like still kind of play on the side sort of thing. You know, they don't really want to like keep playing professionally, but they do still play the game because they love it. Um, and how to be able to like utilize that um, and keep people like engaged in like their favorite players that they grew up watching uh, even after they, they retired. And the idea was kind of basically these kind of teams that can apply to any esport um, mm-hmm. where you basically have retired pro players um, and they just play on kind of like a meme team. They play on some like lower tier. So for Dota, it'd be like the second division, lower division, whatever they call it, uh, for the DPC, specifically NA, because NA's uh, a lot easier, I would say. It's uh, good I streamer content. By the fact that, right? that literally old G, the fucking <laughs> Seb and Dotail couldn't get through Europe. Uh, that I think that says a lot. Like, y- you just can't. Meme teams can only work in like certain regions, I would say. Um, so, not America yeah. or Europe, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and there was an opportunity to work with like Koifa and stuff, and so we we just kind of like did that. Uh, and I think we we still wanted to do like we basically wanted to do two Arkosh teams. Um, was a thing that like uh, we offered to the old guys, um, but they I think they were kind of burnt out on the Arkosh stuff and like the business aspect of it and they just wanted to keep things really casual so they did fart studios and that sounds like dumb players yeah yeah um so i don't know we might collaborate or work together in the future i'm not i'm not entirely sure we haven't talked about that um but if not like i don't really care like i still want the best for those guys um so but yeah that's kind of like why we went for a different team it was basically an opportunity to like kind of spread out and see what else we could do Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that didn't work out at all because <laughs> we thought, like, you know, it was funny. Like, the conversation it was like the putting the team together and stuff like that. It was like, all right, yeah, Koifa. Like, surely they're gonna make it into one of the two slots. I don't like. I don't think we need to worry about qualifying. And then we saw the teams uh, that were actually in the open qualifiers, and there were there were actually uh, maybe you don't know the names, but like I knew the names, like the little Nick team. I was just like, those guys are actually really legit. Uh, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> it's actually kind of <laughs> hard. This is not going to be easy at all. Like the the opens was whatever because there was eight fucking slots and sixteen teams sh- showed up. So you know it's like, okay, that's going to be easy. But the close qualifier was actually going to be hard. And because uh, I think there are better teams. There might be more good teams in the close qualifier than there were in the lower division. That's uh, that's season. a that that's a take. Yeah, I, I like I kind of like kind of actually feel that way. That like 
Uh, there are definitely teams in the lower division or maybe even the upper division that like may not have actually made it through that close qualifier. So, but yeah, I don't know <laughs> things. Uh, what what happened with the team specifically? Well, what didn't happen? Did Arkosh? Did Arkosh not have like a holdover division two spot from last year? Uh, no, apparently no, because they got kicked out of the DPC. Uh, and the only thing that we thought we thought you would keep uh, a close qualifier spot, um, but apparently it's entirely new uh, every year. But like during the middle of the season, if you get kicked out, you hold a spot in close qualifiers. Is I think how it works. Uh, but uh, when the whole new season, new year starts, uh, it's entirely fresh. Which I mean, didn't matter one way or another. Again, open qualifiers with sixteen teams. <laughs> it's like. And there's going to be a lot of teams that can get through that. I'm surprised more like collegiate teams didn't try and play in that. Because I I know Mm -hmm. that there are some not bad ones that exist right now in North America. But it it seems like they uh, maybe they just were playing on other teams and scattered around the more. Yeah, I feel like collegiate teams are like you get one or two or three like kind of semi pro players. Uh-huh. Uh, and they kind of carry the team, but like when it comes to them actually playing, they have like their own actual team that they want to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is my impression of collegiate teams. I think that that's the case almost all the time, um, which is probably what we saw here. So, <laughs> what what can you even talk about in terms of what 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 what's your post mortem on the closed qualifiers? Don't get high before your games. That's a that's a that's a good one. Is that-, uh, that that actually happened. Um, Heavy Heavy got paid eighty dollars to do edibles before their closed qualifier game against Fart Studios, and uh, <laughs> and he did that, and he was apparently rolling deep in the middle of the game, and uh, you know, I I didn't I didn't actually talk to the team very much at all. Um, like uh that is actually the part that i kind of enjoyed about this is that like as much as i loved hanging out with the other guys it was kind of nice this like because these the the, this group of players like i'm just not as friendly with right Mm -hmm. yeah uh so i was just able to kind of like you know kind of separate my my feelings about like their success it's like you know good for the organization but I don't really like pull, personally like pull for for many of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I kind of know Koifa, I kind of know Excalibur. I would say I'm definitely friends with Monkeys. Uh, I'm friendly with Zach uh, Z Freak, and I like him. I don't really know Febby, uh, <laughs> and I don't think I'm gonna get to know Febby too much after this because <laughs> i think i think uh getting high i can't again i didn't speak to the team but i would imagine getting high for one of your matches was probably not good for team morale i think that probably did fracture and probably break some some team dynamics there so yeah and in general i think people were rusty and didn't practice so... well and they didn't scrim at all beforehand so i mean this was a team that was put together very last minute so so pardon my ignorance yeah yeah. was that like a like a stream donation like dude i'll donate you 80 dollars yes Yes. that was a that was a stream donation 
eighty dollars. <laughs> that's that's all it took. Not, if I if I had been there in Febby's stream, I could have countered with ninety dollars not to do it. You know, <laughs> and who knows what happens then? But <laughs> oh my god, like uh, I I'm really struggling to have words or to understand i know i know process. that, that, that that's like, what i felt too <laughs> we're to supposed to be talk talking with, we're supposed to talk yeah. right now and i, I can't i, I, I can't had to i had to talk to febby the next day about it it was like okay this is not this is not good behavior this is not the kind of like optics you want for like we're supposed to try and help you build up your brand <laughs> like i don't know how to tell you that like that was a bad move and it's a bad move for everybody else too. Everybody else on that team is not gonna look good. It's also of that either. So. It's also technically against Twitch terms of service if we want to go there. Like everybody, it is no. It's is... not actually. I what? looked it up. Really? I Did they change up. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it's if it's legal where you are at, you are fine to do it. But if it's illegal where you are at, so I don't know where Fibby lives. Mm. But I assume it's legal where he is. <laughs> that I'm going to take that jump. Uh, that wee little jump. There. My, but, my understanding yeah, that is was actually when when I heard about this, that was one of the first things that I did. Well, I was like, "Is that against TOS? I need to know this." <laughs> I I don't because the, that went from bad to it could have been extremely bad. My understanding is that it's less about the the drugs and it's more about like donating to like consume or potentially inflict self-harm or something, which is why you can't like donate oh, people yeah. to drink. There are definitely rules about yeah like. Yeah, like don't drink too much and yeah you can't like do people to drink that you can't drink people to like overeat i and i don't know what the status on like donating for edibles is but like oh dude how oh man i couldn't i feel bad for, i <laughs> i can't wait to see max i can't wait to see max one day in europe and be like hey oh yeah i get 80 dollars you want that <laughs> apparently uh you know like max i, I like I, I think max was not happy with the situation or anything like that but I think that what we set out to do, we kind of did do, right? Mm -hmm. Like we created a hype trailer uh, for him and for the team, and I think he got a bunch of viewers for the qualifier run. Uh, way, like I think he was getting like, on average, ten to eleven k. Yeah, uh, for those he, he had really popular so, streams during those games. Yeah, so I think in some ways it does prove that it works. Like the formula works. It's just didn't have the right people. So what so. about so what about Seven No Tail and Thompson and No One? Because that team seems even more legit on paper. That that one that one's weird to me because I'm I still like I, they I, I call it a meme team, but I don't really believe it. If that makes any sense, like I don't really believe that's a meme team. Um, but at the same time, for all all intents and purposes, it it may actually be kind of a meme team because it's like, again, I think it's the OG thing of like, you're not really going to try at the start of the season, you know? And I think, I don't know if this is possible, but it's possible they underestimated exactly how good people are uh, nowadays. Like, even if you have better ideas than people about Dota, they just click buttons better than you, um, you know? So I don't know how much like they scrimmed beforehand and you know, maybe they also may have found that like the, that team just doesn't work. So we'll see if like 
uh, if no one or MSS, because I'm assuming the trio, they obviously know their trio can work together. They won two TIs, but yeah. they may find that they, they don't mesh well with MSS or with no one. So, How much do you think Seb is like molding? <laughs> he... I think he's pretty mad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think if that we on this podcast would just been like, oh, those fucking guys come into it, think they're hot shit, think they're going to, and then they just get trashed. What a bunch of, they're washed, they're losers. I I think we'd probably get some angry messages, you know? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine it probably wasn't a good sh- shot to uh, their ego and stuff like that. But I also legitimately kind of wonder if they just didn't practice that much uh and i also kind of wonder if like ultimately if they are at all going to take a serious run at things that this is only going to motivate them i mean the last thing you want to do is underestimate og ever right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last thing you want because that just fucking seems to pull out the absolute best in those guys uh and their best is world champions uh forms so yeah I mean, the- you know whatever meme team or whatever they are uh they got knocked out at the end of the day. Is this going to change what they look like at the end of the year? Uh, probably not. And congrats to Wish on making it to Division 2. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're talking about the player? I'm talking about the player. I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm talking about the player, yeah. Over, over No-Tail yeah, and Seb. Why is that? Why are you pointing that out? I don't know this. No, for no particular like I they 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 they've been muddling around and they and they I I like the team with with Spartan and Wish. Oh, that's it. Okay. I didn't know you're a Wish fan. <laughs> I was like, is there some inside joke that I don't know about? Is no, there some no, no. Pops and puppy dynamic that that is happening here? <laughs> we're 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 just enjoying the underdog story. That's mm. it. We're we're just enjoying. I mean, I love seeing Spartan winning, man. I love seeing that guy win. Uh, that uh, you know, like if I had if I could pick and choose the winners in Dota. Uh, I'm not personally really that invested in mm-hmm. 95% of the players, but there are some players that maybe I'm a little personally invested in, but I also think they're just really good for Dota. Mm-hmm. Spartan is one of those guys, you know? I think Ad Finham winning Boston Major was like one of the peak points of Dota, you know? Mm-hmm. It was an underdog. It was, an, it, was, it was a team that was interesting to watch, full of like guys that were great to be able to talk to. Uh, interview wise and stuff like that so yeah Spartan's definitely one of those guys that it, like for the good of like Dota as a whole I, if I could just put him on a top tier team I would do it Ed Finham did lose the Boston Major Doji yeah sorry sorry not win but <laughs> I mean it felt like a win you they, know they won, they won our hearts <laughs> yeah they won our hearts and they went way farther than they probably ever should have and you know that's fucking great it's true God, it's wild. It, it, uh, that 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 major had like MVP Phoenix and Digital Chaos and Team NP. Yeah, old yeah. complexity. Oh, pre rebrand EG. That was in 2016. That tournament. That tournament happened six years and a week ago. Oof. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my uh, my career is getting old. That's how I think about that. Because that was, I feel like in some ways that was like the, that was TI5, TI6 is like where I kind of like made it. Mm-hmm. And then I've just been kind of continuing to make cruising, it. Cruising along ever since. So, 
cruising Shit, that's a long time do you know do you know what you're what you're doing next year yet can i even ask that do i need to cut this out uh no it's fine you can you can ask it uh still uh toss up in the air um we can talk about so we can talk about the fact that um we actually did a bid for the sadpc who's who's we um uh me i don't i don't know if i want to say all the names involved in it mm-hmm. uh just because i don't know how they feel about it um but, but you, you were included or were in a, yeah. okay yeah me me and avery uh and then one other person and then we got another uh group of people involved um so we kind of did like a bid for the sadpc just because we thought it was interesting um there was apparently there was this whole thing that bowie put out and I had heard about this too, that basically they had been shopping around uh, the English broadcast to people mm-hmm. and it seemed like nobody was interested in. Uh, no no organization, no like normal, like we play BTS, ESL, like uh, Dota Pit, I guess they did it last year. So, th- so they yeah. were, the people who were doing the South American DPC were looking to subcontract out the English broadcast? Is that English the situation? Broadcast. Okay. Yes, correct, correct. Okay. So we're just talking about the English broadcast. So uh, the SA DPC is run by a company called ESB, uh, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I didn't really know a ton about them. Uh, but yeah, there was like basically a, a, a gap for uh, an English broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Avery and I kind of talked about it. We thought we could put something together that could, like if we could, basically the biggest uh, struggle for anything like this is can you get the sponsors for it? Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought we probably could. Um, and if we could get the sponsors, then we can get people paid, right? That's that's like the, that was for me in some ways, one of the biggest incentives is not just like, I'm not even sure how much casting I would have done for it. Uh, but if I could have arranged, you know, a, a, a setup where we get a big enough sponsor that we're able to get a lot of people paid. Uh, and, I'll, you know, that's just good for the talent scene overall and the Dota scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like the better the broadcast these are, I also think like South America is probably this is going to be the most interesting year for South America that it's ever been because uh, now it's not just a one team region. It's at least a two team region. They have new sponsors coming in. We've got Alliance and they got that EG money there. Yeah. Uh, and there are some other reasons why it's an exciting year for South America. So, uh, yeah, I think it was like, OK, this is like it, we want this like it's good for the Dota community to be a good broadcast. I think we can make this happen. Um, so we actually spent, I spent a good amount of time um, putting together like a proposal and stuff like that. So we actually bid for the SADPC. This is why I was being kind of squirrely about um, like mm-hmm. what I was doing next year. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how much time this would take for me. Uh, so we did that. We put in a proposal. Uh, we had like, a, I think we had a pretty good shot at a uh, sponsor for it. And we had, I think, a really hype uh set up here uh where we would have had some like premier talent that would have been on the essay english broadcast um and i think it would have i think it would have drawn like a lot of attention for south america um unfortunately we didn't get it um somebody else did i won't go into the details why um i thought about like (laughs) when i first heard about this i was like tempted to just like you know lay the whole entire thing on blast but uh basically came down to there there's like uh, a talent blacklist of sorts um and the people that i suggested some of them were on that list and so they didn't want to work with them 
and you know like, like that's fair enough i'm not sure if i like talent blacklist uh that concept uh unless it's like unless it's toby grant sort of things <laughs> but whatever you know like all right you don't want to work with certain people like that's that's just business okay that's fine um so i was a little mad about it at first but uh you know i'm over it now um unfortunate mm -hmm. i think it could have been really cool would have been i think an interesting experience to like run an english broadcast and put together a show um which i think i have pretty good ideas about uh, i have a pretty good idea at least of of talent and what works together um so i was kind of interested in making that happen but a little pretty disappointed uh that that didn't go through uh <laughs> and then arkosh didn't go through and so it's been kind of a rough week yeah, but hey, you got that mobile Lang Legends Bang Bang hoodie on, so you know there's always I still have the fucking hoodie. There's baby. Al there's always a plan B, right? There's um, always a mobile Legends or D? hoodie. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I I I was sitting by watching you take lumps this week, and I'm like, man, I should send Austin dinner. <laughs> nah, it's it's okay. Uh, so uh, so that's why I was like, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing because I wasn't sure what I. Uh, if I was going to be casting essay or if I was just going to be kind of like running the English broadcast sort of thing and arranging that, um, cause it would have been a lot of, it would have been a lot of time. I yeah. Think. Like the, the, like now I'm not doing that. <laughs> need some production uh, work. I am in talks with a tournament organizer to potentially be doing something. So I'm hoping I get that because if I don't get that, then I'm, I don't think I'm doing any DPC stuff this year, uh, which this year Will like, change, like yes. this this year yeah i mean tournament organizers hire for the year right it's like just simpler that way so if you don't get into a dpc then like i guess it. that's it's true because the only thing. people who didn't hire for the year last year were esl and they aren't doing anything this year Tur like yeah. dpc wise right so everybody and even else is... they kind of they like half of their talent they hired for the year and yeah. then like some of the talent they hired for like half of the year and then hired a different batch of people for the other half of the year. So, yeah. But, yeah, I uh, I hope we're going to be doing something. Uh, I still haven't like completely confirmed that, so I don't know. But if I'm not, then we'll figure something else out. Well, in case you're curious, nobody has contacted me at all, and I'm okay publicly saying that, that I have fielded zero offers from any tournament organizers. And I'm not upset about shame. it, but, I, but I, I just wanted to share. Because, I mean, you were sharing, so it felt fair to me to re reciprocate that. I mean, uh, you, know, you know, to be honest, just uh, Joey, hosting is a very competitive gig. No, no, I was trying to do color casting. I was trying to do color casting. Yeah, I, I think you did a very good job at TI being a host uh, for the morning show. Um, but unfortunately, there's Nat T, there's Shiver, there's uh, there's Snare. You know, it, it's tough out there. Are you making a diversity argument? What? <laughs> For you? <laughs> no, no, no. I... You need, we need more white males that's... in the talent scene. Yes, that's what I was trying to get at. Yes, that's uh, if that's that's what I think. Uh, specifically, straight white men too. We we should really focus in on um, that as a minority. And the world's just not fair for us. I know, you right? Know? God, um, <clears throat> hold on, that's a joke. Um, okay, anywho, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I do. I do actually hope that Snare gets a job uh, this DPC season, though. F fingers crossed for him. Um, I, I think that he was actually one of the uh, shining stars from the uh, LCQ situation from ti so oh yeah yeah yeah. 
prefer yeah. when you say when you say L and C, it makes me think immediately of League of Legends. L C S, dude, hold on. Yeah, L C S L E C. Yeah. Let me let, let me do my favorite thing and have a small LCS aside because people want to hear about League of Legends. That's not true. Okay. People are curious about general esports stuff. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And do you know when the LCS is broadcasting now? During weekdays in the middle of the day or At something like this, noon, I saw a bit of hubbub. Noon Pacific during weekdays, so that weekends mm. can be we can broadcast Valorant out of the same studio in Los Angeles. So the LCS is going to be having games like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at noon. A time zone that is bullshit for I don't know anybody over the age of five. Um, <laughs> to do anything productive if you are over five and under 80 generally you probably have something to do during that time maybe it's school maybe it's work maybe it's probably one of those two things but like you know (laughs) they're talking about you know that's my tea time usually you but you're specifically talking about for um north and south americans I'm talking about uh, who yeah. would be watching for the LCS. So my first thought when I saw this schedule was that they that they see more value in trying to capture European audiences than North American audiences for the North American League, right? Because noon PST is 9 p.m. You know, uh, European time. Mm-hmm. I know Europe doesn't have one time zone, but like most, the most of Europe is <laughs> no, under no, no. that area. Only London you know? counts. Only London counts. <laughs> so it's either eight, nine, or ten p.m., which is like if it's you know a weekday. I feel like that's actually reasonable that you could get some of those viewers. Yeah. Uh, but why are they trying to capture a European audience for their North American league? Is kind of weird but maybe they have the the stat numbers that like na audiences just aren't there but european ones are i mean we see that in dota obviously like (laughs) they're a much bigger audience for mobas in europe than there are in north america so i think we're going to see a really interesting year for for league of legends esports in north america not just because of the time zones but also because uh riot is suing ftx who hasn't paid them yeah for literally hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue that they are no longer receiving hundreds of millions of dollars over the course of multiple years that they are not receiving anymore that just because the whole ftx thing so yeah we got some serious like fucking public info about uh numbers uh over the last week or two uh that was one of them the ftx thing that was that whole deal very public about how much money they were going to get, how much money they did get, and what's still owed, and all that sort of thing. Uh, and, I, and I just want to remind everybody that once upon a time, didn't TSM get FTX, and then didn't didn't Riot specifically be like, you can't have FTX yeah. on your on your things? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then not long after that, they picked up a Dota team. Mm-hmm. which I feel like is probably tied to that because Dota, you can obviously do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're able to put TSM FTX on their stuff. I don't, you know, I assume those things are related, but then, then not long after Riot just picks up FTX as a sponsor. Hey man, with it, with enough money, 
if you put that many zeros on a contract just to have your logo in game so so what what riot does is they they brand a lot of like in-game events so the equivalent for dota um if you've never seen like an lcs broadcast it would be like having the 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 honda civic roshan kill um, and having to say that every time they kill Roshan or the the hey let's check the Coinbase gold graph because at League of Legends they check the FTX gold graph or stuff like that mm. or my favorite is uh, oh my god it's a Bud Light Ace um, <laughs> which they say every time that all five team members oh, die it's it's a Bud Light Ace that's how they brand stuff and make money. Um, and apparently when FTX is like, we will pay you hundreds of millions of dollars, you can make a lot of money and you don't care about a lot of things. Um, so I don't know how Riot's ever going to get that money back, but I imagine it's not good for their employees. It's not good for the broadcast. It's not good for the plans that they made based on that money. So we're going to see a lot of things probably like, you know, spiral a little bit South there because those checks you know cut. uh I, I was just experiencing a flashback that like the joint dota days when mm-hmm. we had to run tournaments uh and like when we would fuck up an overlay mm-hmm. or something like that uh and then i you know you would get feedback from management that like the sponsors complained mm-hmm. about the broadcast mm-hmm. and that would and that would always feel really fucking shit Cause it's just like something like I it's it's just me in a fucking room at like 2 a.m. at night. Like I don't have a producer or somebody who's like supposed to be doing this. It's just me there, and I just have to remember it. And if you don't remember it, there's there's no I can't fix it. You know, like I can't go back in time and like undo that. It's just mm-hmm. it's just a fuck up that's there uh, forever. And uh, and I always felt really really fucking bad. I was just like that was the one thing that I, that would ever make me ever worried about my job. It's just like. Oh man, I fucked up like a sponsor thing. Uh, so all I could think about, and then when you were talking about Blood uh, Bud Light Ace, was like imagine calling a fucking Ace and not shouting out the sponsor like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like how much fucking trouble do you get into for that? <laughs> I'm I'm sure that happened. That that's a conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. that someone has to have with Talon. I yeah, yeah. It, literally today I had to have a, I had to give uh, an on camera Talon a note that um hey I'm really sorry but it um it's secret lab singular not secret labs uh, plural secret labs it, yeah. it, it's yeah. secret lab uh, because like sponsors care about that like a lot yeah. Especially, like it's yeah. it's their name and when you say it wrong a bunch they go hey we're, we're grumpy with you guys we pay you a lot of money yeah. which I which is fair I don't even know why I'm doing the voice it's fair but it's not fun to be like hey I'm sorry could you just you're just you're just can you can you not fuck up the name thanks um which obviously yeah. isn't the note but <laughs> God is say it correctly. God damn it. Say Bud Light Ace F T X Gold Graph. It's a, it's a Red Bull Baron power play. I remember when I got a note from I don't even I don't even remember what tournament organizer, but we weren't saying PSG LGD, and the LGD there was somebody somebody from LGD complained about it. I don't even think it was, maybe it wasn't even actually the LG, maybe it was like, it's like, I think it was like that social media guy who like bounced from like VG Gaming and like, I think maybe he was the one. But yeah, I know it came back to us. It's like, they're like, please say PSGLGD. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not even getting paid. Like their sponsorship, we're not actually getting, the tournament isn't getting any money. Therefore, I'm not getting any money to say their fucking name correctly. Don't pass this on to me. Get away from me. 
That's what I wanted to say, but of course I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir, of PSG course, sir, right away. LGD, okay. PSGLGD Gaming. Yeah. Game one. <sighs> Man. Anywho, um, that that's that's League of Legends corner <laughs> for, for the week. That's FTX corner for the week. <laughs> Is there any other internet drama that happened aside from, you know, multi-billion dollar companies going under? And fucking uh, up esports. <laughs> God, I'm so oh. mad. I'm so. Th- ugh. You good? Yeah, no, Deep I'm breath, not. Jim. Yeah, I know. It's just I'm. How was the esports awards? We haven't talked about that. <sighs> Did you win anything? No. Did you have to make a speech? No, I didn't. Oh, so I'm sorry. Uh. Every year, there's the esports award. If you don't know about them, you shouldn't know about them. But like, they're trying to be more legitimate. <laughs> if I'm, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the creative panel, which means that I actually vote on the awards in in like uh, the entertainment field because it's like there's player stuff, and then there's like you know creative stuff. Like, oh, what team makes the best content? What's the best video? Stuff like that. And um, you know, I I both care a lot and care not at all. And I wasn't going to go, I wasn't going to go, but then we realized that nobody from Team Liquid was going, and like, what if we won an award, someone should probably like win the award, and then it really mm-hmm. seemed like the note that I got kind of implied that I might need to like make a speech. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like kind of psyching myself up for 48 hours and like, you know, going over something in my head and like trying to figure out what to do, and I was nervous. Yeah. So- Sorry. I, I, you know, I, I was talking to, I was talking to some of my friends about this, you know, like mid being nervous, like at the awards and they're like, you speak publicly all the time, like both on broadcast and in person, you like lead teams. You've always given presentations. Why are you so anxious about having to give like a 30 second award speech? And I went, I don't. I don't know. I think my brain's dumb. Like I, I can't separate those two things. But I, I was seriously like, I was, I was, I was uh, not a mess, but like definitely more nervous than I have been in a long time at the proposition of having to, to give an acceptance speech. And then all of those emotions just poof, right off a cliff because we actually didn't win anything we were nominated for. <sighs> Yikes! You experienced both relief and disappointment at the same time. Yeah. 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 Well, it's just two at least years. you know how uh at least you know how she feels, Joey. <laughs> it's a, dude, you're, you don't have to tell me that. Like I've I've gotten that note before. It's fine. I just, you know, it it's all about incremental improvement, my friend. If if, if this is better than the last one. Um there was no Is it because it's in front of a live audience? Because I don't think I didn't really think maybe I'm wrong, but you didn't seem that nervous about like the morning show or anything like that. That's just because you were there and my friends were there. Like, okay. like nothing could have gone wrong. Like Fair. nothing could have gone yeah, wrong. Yeah, you did have me there, so yeah. Yeah. Cover your ass. Exactly. <laughs> do you think I could do that with like a random person? I mean, probably, but also like with way more nerves. Um Yeah. So <laughs> you know, real real quick side note. I, I need this on record. Uh Avery asked me if I was they're do they're recording the OG podcast right now. Uh-huh. So no. I'm not free for the OG podcast right now because I'm recording my own podcast. <laughs> this, this is real. This is a real excuse. I, I could not be there because I was here. Um, <laughs> yes. 
There's no more rosters to leak, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> for the record, JMR did apologize to us for that. I know, but still me too. He said uh, it was a very okay. sweet note. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so these sports awards, awards they happened. I went to Vegas. I was there for mm-hmm. a couple days, hung out with some people, got some dinner. Um, didn't win any awards. Drank a little. Mm. Man, okay. So <clears throat> should I talk about this on the podcast? Okay, so um, I so I'm talking uh, about the after party right now. No, no, the after party I ditched uh, because there was like a bunch of people in a small location with two bartenders and one free drink, and it was going to be like an hour to get any drinks. And there was Joey, like, oh, the networking. You you need to networking. There's important people there to talk to to do business things to start a new company i don't like doing that i my preferred yeah. way of networking mm-hmm. is people come up to me uh and then go mm-hmm. hey and i go oh this is oh dude what's up what's up yo but for me to have to go to someone and be like hey how's it going unless i know somebody like excuse me well i'm not about it i'm not very good at it it makes me uncomfortable I never really learned how to do it and uh, there wasn't a lot of people coming up to me at the esports awards. I'm I'm, I'm just you know sm- small fish. No one knows that I'm hiring, mm-hmm. and you know I mean I guess like whatever. But I mean they could just could like try to smooge me, but that's fine. I'm, I mean I'm you are the representative of Team Liquid, which is I don't know. It's a pretty big deal to me. I yeah I guess so. I guess so. Um, so maybe these guys need to do their research before they go to these events to schmooze people. Exactly. Um, I did mm-hmm. get to go to the Taco Bell Cantina with the cast of the um, Paramount Plus hit show players after the award show oh, so that's what i did okay. <laughs> cool. i've heard very good things about that show uh, you should watch it um yeah. but you know that that's what we didn't say the after party because the drink line there was zero Do, so you can get like a slushy alcoholic daiquiri baja blast Mm-hmm. which is crazy it, it, it seems like it seems like a like a lot <laughs> yeah it, it, it like you can almost smell the thc coming off it because you just assume that it's like a stoner's paradise um <laughs> but it's 20 dollars holy shit <laughs> yeah i know it last the rest of the night it doesn't um <laughs> yeah so so i i i went to vegas uh i got a lot of food recommendations from our, our las vegas friends in in the discord in your discord mm-hmm. um so that was so that that was like goes good. I, I had a good time. They, there wasn't much too much to report on. Oh, what I was gonna say, I'm real sorry. The story I almost told but didn't, and I'll get back to that. Is that uh, one night we went out drinking uh, with with Hungrybox and some team looking people uh, before the Argentina World Cup game, and uh, uh, Hbox family from Argentina very excited. Also Hbox down to drink a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So we went to this bar that has a secret menu. And it's a secret menu. Like, like there's a little QR code hidden on, like, page seven of, like, a ten-page menu. And if you scan it... Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be, like, really cool, right? Like, oh, man. If you also, s- the ten pages for a menu and they have a secret menu? This place does too many things. They do the thing where, like, they list, like, every type of liquor you have ever seen oh, in your entire right, life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you can, so there's, like, 36 gins and 102 vodkas or something. <laughs> um, for anybody... Like, I, I've never been a person who's been like, excuse me, can I have the Tangeray 10, please? with extra pair blood like uh, what i'll just have a gin and tonic thank you um mm. so you get on the secret menu um and because we're with like team liquid people it's like a networking i put the company card down and i'm like oh like you know i'll like buy a round of drinks 
Um, but somebody at the table who who shall not be named, but maybe I named them already, uh, is ordering off a secret menu for everybody. And the secret menu drinks are like kind of elaborate and showy, which is all code for very expensive. So, mm-hmm. so one of the drinks at this place is a bathtub, a literal like uh like plastic model bathtub it's probably about a foot and change long and maybe four inches deep and they bring it out on on like a literal silver platter and around the bathtub there's flower petals and in the bathtub there's liquor and then there's little like uh rubber duckies in the bathtub and there's like fake (laughs) bubbles and then so one person brings out the bathtub and then one waitress comes with a champagne bottle and fills the bathtub up that already has like some liquor and toys in it with champagne and it overflows and then there's a ladle and you scoop it in people's glasses but instead of sharing a bathtub which by the way is a hundred dollar drink uh because i think the champagne in it was not cheap um we had three <laughs> so i get i get this bill right. i get this bill i swear like john john lewis if, had a heart attack if, if you listen to this podcast don't tell anybody about this. Uh, I get this bill and I look at it and I'm like, <laughs> how how am I gonna explain this to accounting? How am I gonna how am I gonna explain this? How am I gonna explain this one thing to accounting? I'm pretty sure that this falls under the category of excessive. Um, but Joey's it was abusing his card privileges. It was it was a networking dinner with talent with talent who, mm-hmm. who made choices that I didn't fully can consent to um and you know i don't i don't even like champagne so i didn't have any well that's the important part you didn't enjoy the exorbitant drinks that you bought for everybody on the team liquid that that's let's let we don't have to sum it up we don't have to sum it up like that we were at the esports awards. We had a dinner, mm-hmm. and the dinner was a Good little bit more game. expensive than than anticipated. Because I'm sure Hbox, he's sticking with Team Liquid after that dinner. Uh-huh. He had a great time. He's he a, is Team Liquid all the way. He's like a co-owner of the company. Like he's not going anywhere. Well, it doesn't help that schmooze him a little bit more. Oh, Maybe oh, yeah. he'll own even more of it. Who uh-huh, knows? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anywho, so so that happened, um, and then I drove back home from Vegas, and you know, la di da di da di da. I see. I see. That's it. That's it. So <laughs> you know it was okay. Was it one worth more... it to go? Actually, that's actually what I really want to get to. Was it worth it for you to go? I had a nice weekend where I got to see my friends and had a hotel room in Vegas that I didn't pay for. I got to gamble a little bit and have some fun. Definitely worth it for me to go. Good, but I was very well, anxious during the event. I wish you did win the award. Next year, Both next year we're I going to win. Because you deserve it, but also because uh, I would have loved to see that award speech. <laughs> yeah, you could have been like, you could have just made fun of me here instead of you know hypothetical. You know, it was one of the most one more esports award thing, one more small esports award things. Yeah, very uncomfortable moment. So like we're in. The awards are two nights. The first night is like a small gala. There's like a lifetime achievement thing. It's like in a in like a hotel. You know, like a convention center room with tables and mm-hmm. shit like think of like a wedding the second night's in a theater there's a big stage there's like lexus is on the stage it's like a hosted award show you know more traditional think emmys right the second night they give the award for like esports team of the year and then mm-hmm. uh basically everybody in the audience 
is like just cheering, but they're not cheering for everything because then you'd have to cheer like literally 200 times during the night for every nominee. So you just kind of cheer for like the people you know or support. This creates some awkward moments. Like for me, there's some people, you know, or some teams, and you are the only person in (laughs) the entire, the entire theater who goes, you talked about this last year when they would like PSGLGD and like nobody would clap or anything and you'd be like, yeah, I would <laughs> fucking do that again. I went fucking crazy for faith beyond man. I was yeah. like, yeah, this guy, whoa, everybody's going to hear that someone is cheering for him. Um, then the opposite happened because for team of the year, G2 was nominated and then there were just a couple people in the audience who were like, "Woo!" and then everybody like looked at them and were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Carlos was nominated for like content creator or personality of the year. Oh, okay. So not even G2, but more specifically, Carlos. Specifically, <laughs> Carlos. And there were a couple people in the room who were like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and then everybody just like in a, in a fucking cartoon just kind of turns their head around to go who's cheering right now also why was he still nominated <laughs> um anywho that was my favorite part of the night is when a couple people popped off for carlos and the entire convention center got quiet yo did you pop off for my boy avery silverman who was nominated who got, for the thing that he doesn't do? For panelist, I guess. Esports <laughs> panelist. Yeah. I did. You I gave did. a woo for that one? Uh-huh, Hell uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. I gave yeah. a woo for Sheever. I gave a woo for, uh-huh. for Odie Pixel. I gave a woo for Avery. I gave a woo for Faith Beyond. Was I the only person in the audience who cheered for PSG LGD? Yes. Yes, I was. I was again two years in a row because apparently nobody came over from China or nobody understands like any like LGD at all. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think you'll you'll need another uh, five to ten years before. I mean, I do feel like in some ways the esports awards has like actually grown to a point where people like kind of care about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I still kind of feel like it's just a schmoozing networking event and a self masturbatorial jerk off session which i should be uh, at I'm, I'm the prime person to be there to smooge and jack off those are like my favorite things <laughs> I, I maybe it's just because maybe i'm also a little bit bitter uh not for myself uh but for like the dota scene as a whole because uh i i remember i actually we were talking about the esports awards on stream and i was like a dota talent has never won any of the esports awards I was like, I'm very certain of that. And then I actually went back through and like, yeah, I actually went through it. The only time Dota has ever won has been like coach of the year or player of the year, but none of the Dota talent ever win. And that's what I told Avery when he got the the information that he was nominated. I told him like, yeah, dude, like (laughs) the Dota talent just aren't going to get like if Owen or Sheever haven't actually won an award yet, then like nobody else in the Dota talent is going to. I'm convinced of that. Uh, so until one of those two win it, uh, I, I just don't think Dota is ever going to have the pull uh, to get people interested. Yeah. When, uh, when, because when... they obviously don't care because back in 2019, I had to pull it up. Back in 2019, the list of esports caster of the year, who that year Henry G won, which great commentator. Uh, there's the list of all these people. Sadicus, Frostgrin, Papa Smithy, 
Monte Cristo, Courage, Maven, Henry G, Captain Flowers, Mr. X, Uber, Benson. If you know any esports, you probably know those names on the talent side. Those are all the big who's who's of like CSGO, Call of Duty, uh, League of Legends. Like all of these fucking names are, are like, you know, the top basically commentators. Mm-hmm. And then for Dota, there is Casey Atchison. <laughs> And never fails to get a fucking laugh out of me, man. Uh, Esports caster of the year. That's who was representing Dota. Pansy, when she won her award for um, play-by-play of the year, did did shout out Owen. Oh, nice. She's like, she's like, you know, I'm in this category with a bunch of people who are really, really good at their jobs. You probably don't get enough credit, like, you know, Owen and a couple other people. Um, That's very nice. Yeah. I'm glad Pansy won. I think she's pretty cool. She's super dope. I don't think I've ever met her, though. Super dope. But super dope. She's a, she's a very... I, I liked her casting in CSGO. Uh, I don't follow enough Valorant to have an opinion on her casting there, but I assume it's good. Hey, man, Valorant's the future. If, if, you're, look, if you're looking at the next 24 months, it's all Valorant. Yeah. It's all sure. Valorant. What, what else on the docket, friend? We're with the dying embers of Dota 2. I, wouldn't ra- I, would, I would rather be nowhere else. Truly nowhere else. True, true, true. true. Uh, what else? I don't know. I think I think that's most of it. Oh yeah. Speaking of speaking of fucking Carlos, he doubled down too. He doubled down recently. Hold on, hold on, Austin. Double down means that you go back to something you did once and then uh-huh. d- double down. I don't Sorry, know if there's double down. I don't know. Is, is that is, does that word exist? I also think that it might be a quintuple down at this point. Yeah. Because I, which I think like, I don't know, is it, is it like a fact, is it like a, like an exponential thing? Because he doubled down, then doubled down, then doubled down, then doubled down again. Because he came back onto Twitter and he's like, hey, everybody. God, he, um, I'm suspicious of anybody who's like posting pictures of them, like driving a Ferrari with like attractive women. Like, that's that's just you know may, maybe maybe I'm a little incelly. I'm not. Maybe I'm a little incelly. That's a big red flag. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he what had some uh, some Discord DMs linked. Uh, not even like DMs. I think they were actually like in his personal like Discord for fans or whatever. He just quintupled down on like, yeah, I love Andrew Tate. That guy's the fucking bomb. And of course, you know, I'm sitting here judging based off of like everything that I like. I've heard basically the oh, the general internet opinion in, in clips, which honestly can't be taken out of context. Like almost almost no matter what, unless he's doing a, this is what uh, misogynists say and then says the misogynistic thing. But like, it's pretty hard to take those out of, out of context. But then I actually watched a, a CoffeeZilla uh, if anybody knows that YouTuber, he does all the investigative reporting. He actually does some pretty pretty cool stuff, I think. Uh, and I watched his on on Andrew Tate. Apparently, his whole shtick. Did you know his whole shtick and why he grew popular was to sell his online school thing, Hustlers University. It's like the hard knock sh- street knowledge way to get rich sort of thing. What is he that? Uh, okay, because because I'll get rich internet schools are legitimate business and good yeah that's 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 kind of like why he blew up it was because he was he was originally selling that and he he tried to make himself as 
talked about as possible so he could get incels to, you know, get into his fucking $50 a month <laughs> school. And uh, that's his that's his grift. Man. Cool. What why, a, why have I not done something like that? What Ooh. a shithead. You 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 know what? You you have charisma. You don't have that much charisma. That that's like that, real G, that that's no. like real Jesus level cult of personality bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh speaking of, speaking of cults, um can yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have an NFT based question okay <laughs> <laughs> apologies yeah. to the three F- NFT fans and the sideful audience um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I'm seeing this this post from nouns about <clears throat> we play and like Kyle and slacks on the dota subreddit and Ooh. I'm and I'm gonna be honest I'm a little bit confused about it because what this tweet links to that people are commenting on is an unlisted YouTube video that says like proposal and it doesn't look like something that is like meant for forward facing consumption so uh-huh. I'm gonna I, I, I do not know any inside information about this I'm gonna go off on a limb and say that this is someone fucking up a little bit somewhere and getting a lot of bad PR for something that could have been maybe something cool but now we are kind of chopping off at the at the ankles um i would be so surprised if this tournament moved forward uh because what a terrible step uh forward yeah uh that's you know when i when i saw i saw the tweet actually or maybe i saw uh the reddit thread show up on like the the reddit twitter yeah twitter yeah uh so somehow it popped up uh and the first thing i i just saw that and i was just like oh you know i and so i congratulated slacks I was like, oh, you got, you know, I know you were working on this tournament. I didn't know a whole lot of details about it, but I was just like, oh, congrats. Like, and he's like, yeah, that's not, <laughs> we don't have the tournament yet. I was like, what? I was like, I, I told him, I'll be honest. I didn't read any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I go back and I look at it. Yeah, that's a proposal, everybody. Uh, if you guys want to know, uh, what it's like to be behind the curtain a little bit um, when you are trying to sell a tournament to a sponsor. Uh, it looks something like that. Uh, I don't think, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I felt like I was like, this is one of the more well-produced proposals I've ever seen. It's very elaborate. Proposals normally happen with PowerPoint presentations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like this is a whole ass video and they're they're in their we play studio and they're they're doing there's graphics everywhere and they, they have like this is a very elaborate proposal a like, lot of effort so if i if i had to guess if i had to guess there's like probably two days of pre-production a day of filming with multiple people and then probably mm-hmm. uh, well th- there, there was a day of like creating the ar graphics that someone had to do uh there's probably like two days of post there's people involved in notes this project took no less than two to three weeks and was touched by no less than 12 people probably yeah to, to make a business proposal yeah I, I've seen some, uh, fortunately, some of, like, my contacts uh, have, like, given me proposals before because I'm interested in, like, what they look like uh, from, mm-hmm. like, a learning aspect. I've seen, like, what I think are, like, pretty top-tier proposals. And, yeah, they're PowerPoint. 
Yeah. They're, they're very well produced PowerPoint uh, presentations with like really cool graphics and stuff like that, but they are not fully rendered videos and AR shit. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. So that was the first thing that stood out to me. I was just like, wait, this is the proposal? Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so and it makes sense because it's a proposal that is asking for $1 million. Uh, which in the esports side of things, like for tournaments, like that's not that big. It's just, you know, like that gives you a, a context of like how much money it takes to run uh, a tournament. They're asking for a million dollars to run a tier two LAN event, I guess. Mm-hmm. It would be a pretty dope LAN event. Um, yeah, I'm sure it would be. I mean, we play has done very quality events, so. Yeah, uh, the marketing on that is probably an ounce suspect. Uh, I'm sure that people, if, if the idea is to get more people interested in nouns and you're somebody who is interested in nouns and you see that the most prominent response of a community to a nouns thing is, well, whatever the fuck that Reddit thread looks like, you're probably second guessing what to put your money in, uh, which is yeah. which I would say. And again, I don't know a lot about this. Probably big picture bad. <laughs> Yeah, I know people are like, we don't want this crypto NFT shit in our game. Uh, that's like the, that would be the most common negative response, I would mm-hmm. say, to from what I've seen. But uh, it already but like, is. It is. The other, uh, the other option is not having the event at all. Uh, and there's probably nothing that takes its place. So... Uh, yeah, I, I think it is uh, a shame. Uh, I I will, you know, like I'm very good friends with Slacks. That guy's like a brother to me. Uh, so I, you know, I love him very much. So you guys can understand that I have a bit of a bias here. But I will just say that, like this whole proposal, that's what it looks like when, like, a proposal is you trying to get money from a sponsor mm-hmm. for your event, mm-hmm. and like. The, the announcement of a tournament is like something very different so that's slacks trying to get money for the dota community yeah right you know like that that's yeah. him and kyle and weep like they're, they're, they're well, trying, they're to, trying to get cool money thing. for themselves first and foremost but yeah. you know like it does have a trickle down effect of getting money for dota and by them i mean we play so I believe that our audience is like super big brained and they're probably like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? That makes sense. You know, that really, you know what I'm following that layout that checks out. Um, this is like an incredibly nuanced thing that you can't go talk about on Reddit and convince people about or Twitter or anything else, which is such a bummer. Um, it's wild. Well, I, I don't know. I saw, I saw a few responses, like granted they weren't like the popular responses, but I feel <laughs> like I saw a fair number of people who were like, like, oh no, like, you know, you know. I don't know. It's uh but yeah, that tournament's not going fucking forward. <laughs> you 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 don't announce the your fucking tournament by saying NFT company wants to make Dota 2 tournament. You if the announcement was we play wants to run a Dota 2 tournament, no oh, by the way, it's sponsored by these guys, then you know, it would have been mm-hmm. the PR would have been a lot better for it, but mm-hmm. yeah, somebody fucked up there. Somebody fucked up. <sighs> what a shit show. Um, I hope that they keep trying. I, yeah. I, I want I, WePlay to make more Dota stuff. Like, I don't... I, I mean, genuinely... Just very selfishly, I looked through that, and they broke down the million-dollar uh, ask, and uh, 66000 of it was earmarked for talent fees. 
So, you know, like very selfishly, you know, that some of that money could have gone into my pocket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could have, I could have, you know, I, I was like, I, I saw that. I was just like, okay, how many days is the tournament? Five day tournament. Okay. 66,000 divided by five. Well, 66,000 uh, really divided by 6.5. Uh, Cause you're probably paying for travel days. Uh, Not for you in that LA studio, buddy. Travel. Yeah. True. But, you know, like maybe it's six for travel days for some people. Maybe there's a rehearsal day or not. So you're talking about 11,000 uh, every day. Then you can break that down into how many talent you're actually hiring. So uh, if you were to say, I think I settled on four eight. casters, four others. Yeah, eight, eight's a good choice, yeah, right? Let's yeah, let's say eight, eight talent. Yeah. Uh, so 66,000 divided by six divided by eight, 1,375. That's the number that uh, I came up with that uh, potentially was earmarked for talent per day. Yeah, and then that you... was what I did. That's what I saw out of it. <laughs> but I, I think it also has other interesting numbers in it. Like um, I think they needed 200,000 just to be able to get players and talent to the, the place to pay for the food and to uh, pay for hotels or whatever. Uh, so... I can't imagine this is a I, I don't know how many teams they said, but I can't imagine this is the sort of thing that is like more than like eight teams. Uh, yeah. So that gives you an idea of like some significant costs. Then they needed 200,000, I think, just for the prize pool. So you could see how things add up pretty quickly. And you know what's not included in that price? Because they have a studio, mm -hmm. a venue. Imagine trying yeah. to have that, but also having to rent, I don't know, a stadium somewhere like yeah, These I mean, they, they, so their their bit, the we play bit, was four hundred thousand, and then uh, under that was listed, you know, studio. Mm -hmm. So they they are getting it in some way, like it is accounted for in some way. But yeah, obviously, it would be way more expensive if they're renting out a venue uh, that yeah. isn't their own. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. So you know, that's fun. I don't care who sponsors the Dota event, with very few exceptions, like. I'm not happy about the purely Saudi Arabia funded stuff. Wouldn't be happy about like a Kremlin funded <laughs> thing. Maybe, but like, mm. you know, who can mm. I look one of team liquid's biggest sponsors is Coinbase. Am I going to throw glass stones? In, am I going to, yeah, am I going to throw glass stones in my glass house? Probably not. Yeah. You guys had a post about uh, Saudi Arabia recently. Yeah. Uh, the, not going to lie. I felt kind of weird about it. The it's it I don't it's interesting because it went out right before Blast World Finals, which happened yeah. in in UAE, and basically mm -hmm. the 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 message is like, look, these like we can't tell these players they can't not play in the event, otherwise they won't play for us anymore because there's like you know a half million dollars they can go play for, like we can't we have to do right by our athletes, but also we're doing we're attempting to do right in all the other ways that we can to ensure that they have, you know, freedoms and safeties and not covering events and blah, 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 blah. Um, that's obviously a really bad job of summing that up, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's hard and nuanced, obviously. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like I, I, I actually liked your guys's first post about that. Second post made me feel a little weird about it. I almost felt like I was like, this is a little like we want to do this, but don't hate us for it sort of thing and i like liquid as an organization but i don't know 
I'm not I'm not sure if the, the like my personal PR read on that was I actually don't know if you guys I feel like you guys should shut up about it if you PR pro wise I think at this point in time if you're doing it like well you're fucking doing it and there's nothing that's gonna make that better it just is what it is I think that pieces like that are generally really good in response to a topic that everybody is talking about and that is really inflamed like if there is like a PR crisis going on or like it is the hot point of a community I think that maybe part of what you're feeling is that that wasn't the most zeitgeisty thing, and we really put it front and center. Yeah, right? like, that might be it. Yeah, like, it. no one else is really talking about it, but we're like, hey guys, we're still thinking about this. Um, you know. And I have thoughts. Hmm. I have thoughts. My thoughts remain the same. If you pay me enough money, I will go. I'll be honest about that. If you NFTs pay money. me enough money... If NFTs pay me enough money, I'll get my metal wallet out and just just give me a couple of them. Yeah. If Nouns was yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. want to sponsor. I'm not ready to retire yet, you know. <laughs> no, but if you did, that'd be sweet. Like, uh, th- 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 30, early 30s retirement? Go find a beach, buddy. Kick up. Yeah. Jeez. Imagine if I was independently wealthy and I could make that move. Damn. People would be like, look at that guy. He's standing up for what is right. But the truth was, is that I was just secure enough that I didn't have to make those moral decisions. Yeah. Is there is there anything else we want to touch on before we wrap out the uh, the, the year with a uh, with with one oh, yeah. last Patreon so question? Sometimes, sometimes I have to use this podcast to like talk about things to like get them like somewhat publicly like known, so like there's a reference somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I got to talk about something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk. I specifically didn't want to talk about this because it feels drama youtubery mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh and i didn't want to be involved in this but mm-hmm. i you know you know how i am i i actually don't care if people hate me but i do care if they hate me for the wrong information okay 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 yeah. at least at least hate me for the right goddamn reasons you know no fake uh, news no fake news all right so so i haven't told this story yet the uh there is a uh, YouTuber slash Twitch streamer called Henry Dota. Uh, Henry, you may know him as Raw Dota. I know you know who it is because he has shown up on Reddit threads a number of times. Uh, people have complained about him multiple times. And he also, I don't want to like spread falsehoods. Uh, but if I remember correctly, he was like specifically like banned by Valve. Uh, f- because he was so toxic and like he had multiple accounts or whatever the fuck. Mm. Anyway, uh, I had run into that guy a number of times. I actually don't really feel like he griefed too many of my games. Uh, he, he's just like one among many other NA Dota goons. There was definitely <laughs> people who have ruined a lot more of my games. Let's How does he relate way. to Quinn on that spectrum? Uh, Quinn doesn't actually, Quinn has ruined one of my games uh, and I reported him for it. Um, good doing the right thing always buddy I, well, I mean the thing is it's like it's just like if you're going to grief you get a report that's just how it works all right so uh so this story i ran into this guy recently uh in a pub actually let me start uh e- even before that uh at ti uh i had some uh, i have given this feedback uh i think actually i couldn't really give this feedback at ti 10 now that i think about it 
um because the valve people who were there were only a couple of valve people there mm -hmm. um and i don't think any of them were really they really do uh any of this sort of stuff specifically um but at this last ti uh there was somebody involved there um that i talked to about matchmaking and like the behavior system um because i have a lot of thoughts about that uh and i feel like that the system has actually gotten a lot worse over the last two years uh basically i think ever since the overwatch system uh somewhere like six months after that it started getting bad uh and i think it's just gotten worse and worse and i know several people who feel that like i talked to Several number of people who play like higher MMR level mm -hmm. pubs, uh, higher than me anyway. Uh, and I know they feel uh, similarly. Uh, Sindarin is, is one of them. I've talked to him a number of times about like the, the problems with pubs and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I always ask these people like, have you gotten any successful reports? Have you gotten like more than like one successful report, let's say in the last like two months? Uh, because I, one of the biggest things I've noticed is that I just stopped getting successful reports. I stopped getting the feedback. Uh, so that was actually my first question was like, did you guys stop like sending out that feedback as much or something like that? Because like it does actually work. It is a bit of a salve if I know like, okay, my game got ruined, but hey, at least like that guy won't be ruining any more games for two weeks and then he's going to come back and do it again. Uh, you know, like I wish there was harsher actions, but you know, like at least there was something, but like, I feel like we haven't been getting any of that for the last like year and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I feel like it's probably tied up with the overwatch system. I know nothing about how the actual system works. So, you know, I'm just using whatever I experience is like something to translate from. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I talked to somebody at valve about that. And uh, I talked to them about matchmaking, especially US East matchmaking, which I think is the worst server, personally. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the one that get griefed the most. People always say Southeast Asia, but like I actually enjoy my games in Southeast Asia. We get to play full Dota games. Nobody runs down mid. Uh, so I feel like US East is particularly bad. Uh, and one of the feedback that I got, and I'd gotten this feedback before, was like, uh, okay, we'll look into it. Uh, Send us like the next time that you're you're playing uh, solo queue and you get like griefers like send us who is griefing like send us an email about like what's going on here and we'll look into it. Uh, and the assumption being that like they'll look into it and see like what's going on. Uh, yeah, basically, like, when it comes to like, yeah. is are people just not reporting this person? Like, is, is are they griefing and then like people are so apathetic that nobody's re reporting? Uh, is the like system I, not I am entirely it? working yeah. off my own guesses here, but like then you would have to like figure out how to get incentivize people to to actually report, right? Yeah. So uh, so I did that. Uh, then I came back from TI, uh, and I was like, all right, like I was I was like reinvigorated when it came to like, all right, maybe we can like do something about the matchmaking system. Cause I, I had fucking given up. I'll be honest. I gave up like a year ago. I, I've been playing much less Dota over the last like year because I was just like, I'm fucking, I'm 32 going on 33. Like I can't, like, I just, it's not worth my time anymore to like fucking play these pubs and like just have half of the games get ruined. It's awful. Literally wasting uh, time. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was literally just a waste of my fucking life. Like, so I'm just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I've just been playing less Dota. But, I, you know, that talk fucking got me going. I was like, all right, maybe maybe we could do something about this. So probably about three weeks ago or something was the first time that I played like a day of solo queue. 
I had like done a little bit, but I mostly stuck to party queue since I came back from TI. Mm-hmm. But that was the first day I was like, all right, let's, you know, let's do a grind again. Let's, you know, get like five, six good like solo queue games in and like try and get back into Dota. And so while I was doing that, uh, <laughs> I was getting griefers. Uh, if I had to say I probably played like six or seven games before I ran into Henry, I think I probably got at least three or four griefers. Uh, probably three is what I would say. Uh, so half. And so, yeah. So I, I did what I, what, what I was told to do, which was like get the information and pass it along. Uh, and how this works is that I get, I get zero feedback whatsoever. I just put the information that I'm told to give. And then I say, like, this is what happened in the game. I don't give any sort of feedback on like, I think this guy should be banned or something like that. Like I give absolutely nothing. I just say, Hey, here's what happened in this game. This guy, this guy griefed. I get zero feedback in return. Like Mm -hmm. nothing comes back my way whatsoever. Uh, and so I did that three or four times. Uh, and then I ran into Henry. In fact, I didn't even know it was Henry at first. It was only until like one of my viewers was like, ah, there goes Henry again. Because apparently he was streaming at the same time. And uh, I was just like, motherfucker. Because like this guy had been like well known for like game ruining and like account buying and all this sort of thing. And the last I had heard was that he was supposed to be on like some redemption arc. You know, like no more of that PMA. Like he like he, you know, got his account back or whatever the fuck from Valve. He got like a, one account. He's only playing on that one account and he's not griefing games. And so I was like, all right. Motherfucker, like, what? He's supposed to be on the redemption arc, and then he just, like, goes and grief my game. Uh, and so I did the same thing that I did to all the other people, which is I put in his information, uh, sent in what happened, like, who he was, what happened. And uh, I, of course, was, like, mad about it at the time, but, like, I just did what I did for any of the other guys. Yeah. And, uh, again... I've gotten zero feedback from any of this. I have never gotten any indication that that this does jack shit at all. I just assumed that this had been been used to like look into the system, and then you know somebody had seen like, oh, people just aren't reporting, and like, you know, well, whatever, system's working fine. Like, you're being a helpful citizen. You're 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 just you're just you're being helpful, and that's it. I'm trying to be helpful, but at the same time, I've also gotten zero feedback, zero indication that this is doing anything at all. And then the very next day, Henry gets his account banned. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) I heard about that, and I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Something happened. Oh, boy. That's a south. That's a big south. (laughs) (laughs) So that happened. Uh, and, uh, and of course, uh, Henry's viewers, uh, put two and two together and, uh, they, they of course like pointed to me, that guy, that guy got you banned. He did it. It's his fault. He called up Gabe and, and, and got Henry banned. He used his networking connections That filthy asshole. (laughs) And so that, that is what I've been dealing with for the last two weeks. There was also a YouTube video that was put together by some guy that was just I mean I'll be honest I thought it was one of Henry's friends but uh, I I wrote a comment you could still find it on that video I wrote a comment basically saying like look I don't know you're throwing around some misinformation and I feel like you're probably just a Henry shill I don't know what's going on here but like this is like this video is a bunch of shit 
And apparently the guy, uh, you know, like he responded and he seemed very apologetic about it. So I think maybe I just got the, the wrong read on the guy. Maybe he really was trying to create just like a nice video about, you know, like being understanding or whatever the fuck. But like, okay, that, okay. that video got a bunch of bunch of views and I've just been getting people fucking constantly harassing me. Ever was since that then. video shared on Reddit? Like, how did people find out about it? Uh, I don't know exactly. I don't know. It had a lot of views, but uh, it did get shared on Reddit, but it got massively downvoted because people are like, it's like people know Henry and Reddit and they, they just remember that whole like raw Dota account buying and griefing games and shit. So he just got shattered down of like, no, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually don't know how it got like so many views. But uh, so yeah. are you getting I just, I just harassed? Had people just constantly, just like coming in and just being like, oh, "Fuck you, fuck you for banning Henry." When like, really, I didn't do anything that like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's like, I got told how I could help out the matchmaking system. I did that, and I inadvertently got somebody banned because they did ban worthy of behavior. What do you want from me? But that's still so that's that has been my last couple of weeks and I've tried to avoid it, but I've seen enough misinformation about it that now I need to like actually get the full story out there because it's annoying. It's just annoying. I mean, that probably makes you less excited to stream, right? Because you're going to look at chat and people are going to be like, oh, fucking cat. I mean, I don't really care about that. You okay. know what it is? I actually don't care about that too much because uh, like I usually just flame them and then I ban them pretty one and one you know i don't mind fighting fire with fire i have no problem with that uh but <laughs> you know what it actually i'm not trying to conflate these things but what it, it actually just reminds me of like the the toby situation it's like the same thing where people are just like never been to my stream before and they just pop in and they're like fuck you you piece of shit i fucking hate you i bet you have some deep skeletons in your closet that you're hiding something, you know, and then I, it's tiring. I tell them they're a moron and yeah. then I ban them. It's, you know, it's like, it's the, it's the same kind of person coming in and doing that. That, that part doesn't bother me. It does bother me when I read somebody legitimately asking like, wait, what's going on here? And then they get fed some misinformation and then they're like, then, and that just makes me look like a piece of shit. And I'm just like, no, that's not actually what happened. If you want to hate me, at least have the full information. That way you can hate me for a real reason. <laughs> you hate me for getting Henry banned because I reported him like any other asshole I ran into that day who griefed games. All right, fine, whatever. It's not that hard not to grief games, guys. Not that hard not to be racist. Not that hard not to grief games. Just, you know, just, just be a human being that recognizes that they are operating with other human beings in this space. Doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Just don't fucking throw your items on the ground and kill them. Most people don't do that. Most people don't grief games. It's actually the minority that does that. But it only takes one guy in a group of 10 people to grief a game to ruin nine other people's game. You know, it's an, a potentially like 15 minutes, 45 minutes of just fucking time gone. Times 10 other people. Yeah. Times 10. It's incredibly selfish. It's easy not to do that. Just mute people if you can't handle the interactions with other human beings. It's, there are much tougher situations out there you're going to experience in real life. This is very, very minor. You can't handle that little bit of like, you know, like somebody says a mean word to you and then you're like, that's it. I got to fucking ruin the game. Just fucking mute them. Report them for communication and move on if it's bothering you.
you know i think one of my ruin games (laughs) i think one of my potential career paths um in like the multiverse uh would have been some type of uh behavioral therapist i wonder if there's a niche for um very specific therapy just for people who are in-game griefers of all types you know I'll, I'll take league people i'll take dota clients i'll take cs clients I'll, I'll take i'll take i'll take mobile legends bang bang clients or smite clients anybody but i wonder if there's enough people who are like that mentally distraught and uh, and show that behavior to where they would they would find solace in like a very specialized therapist who is a gamer and understands what's going on and tries to help them I don't think they want the help, though. <laughs> be honest. Not, like, like therapy works like both ways. You know, like you have to want to to do it in order to get the help. You know that you're wanting. So uh, I, I don't, I don't know if they actually want that help. But you know, uh, I'm sure there is. I mean, there's the the fucking uh, esports psychologist guy, uh, yeah. the guy who's on Twitch that, that was working with EGs, and he does some interesting videos that people uh, should definitely check out. But, yeah, I mean, to be honest, cause I, I feel like it would, it's just, like, incredibly selfish, right? It's just like, uh, I'm, the, I'm the protagonist of this story, and I'm the only real human being, and everybody else is NPCs, so mm-hmm. my actions and what I do and how it affects others doesn't really matter. Well, that's it's what I think when I go to the mall. I see all those people, and I'm like, they're, they're all just there's on so dialogue loops. There's so, the so many NPCs. There's so many. They're just walking around. um god um so what so someone's gonna clip that out and put it on reddit now and start more drama uh i hope not but this is just that now i have this in an audio format i have both on a written format and an audio format so if anybody does spread some information that is not what i'm saying here you can link it to them and be like no this is actually what happened well, that's if you believe my side of the story, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to print emails for you guys. I don't care that much about it. <laughs> you guys are really intent that like I'm just an evil, uh, conniving bastard. And all right, fine. I probably, I probably shouldn't share this. I probably shouldn't um, share this, but I'm going to uh, because I trust our audience. I get mobile push notifications when there's comments on the side poll YouTube videos. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is oh, really so nice. You've been getting those, <laughs> which is really nice uh-huh. because because you know uh, sometimes people ask questions. Sometimes like we say things on the show, and then people like legitimately respond with like advice or knowledge, which is like mm-hmm. I, everybody who's ever done that. I truly appreciate it. I think it's like really really cool. Um, so yeah, just- I I actually like it when we get corrected on like some stuff, or like when we talked about the. I actually learned that one of my uh, friends here in Los Angeles, like, actually grew up in uh, St. Louis. So, like, she was yeah. she was telling me about, like, that experience. So, <laughs> yeah. I like that sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, like, that's really rad, right? But I am going to know the exact moment when some Henry Dota fan or w- w- when this part of the podcast gets spread yeah. to people who aren't going to care about it, I'm going to know almost instantly when that happens because i'll get i'll get mobile notifications about the comments that are like fucking cap piece of shit commie bastard <laughs> fuck this yeah. joey guy he's gotta put sleeves on <laughs> like 
I mean, if you want to know what the comments will sound like, it's like, is this the guy who banned Henry? Aren't you ashamed of yourself? You're a piece of shit. Or it's going to be like, clearly Cap has never broken his items or run it down mid. He's a saint amongst men. I love those comments. That's actually what reminds me of the Toby situation. Because it's, it's the, I'm, again, not conflating these things. They're two very, very different things. But the same fucking random people would come up to me and be like, what, like, you've never done anything inappropriate with a woman before? I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, that's <laughs> no. not normal behavior. That is not acceptable behavior. Like, wh what do you, what have you learned in your life? Like, wh what do you mean? Like, these people are just like, yeah, game briefing is just like totally normal. Like, everybody does it. Like, no, no, they don't. The majority of people do not do it. If the majority of people did, no games. You would just never have a good game. I have never destroyed my items and or fed down mid. Yeah. I've played thousands of games of Dota. I've never done that. There are games that I've got. There's games that I've gotten mad at people when I was much younger. There's games where I've like gone pseudo AFK and just like farmed some jungle camps and just kind of you know, kind kind of gave up. I've never I've never straight griefed a game. There there, there there's a yeah. very clear line. Me too. I've definitely griefed games in other ways. I've definitely griefed games by being toxic. I've mentally I've tilted people. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely grief games by uh, getting mad and doing the wrong thing, thinking like, well, this guy's not going to help me, so I'll do, I'll try and help, like, I'll go to the other lane and, like, we'll win there, you know? Like, I've done that sort of thing. Yeah. I've mm -hmm. never killed my items. And even if I did, even if you guys found that skeleton in my closet, they're like, look, in 2012, he, he killed his items. He, he ran it down mid. I would agree with you. Yes, I should have been punished. And I also, should, it was should, 10 I years needed ago. that reality check. Yeah. I needed somebody to tap my fucking shoulder and be like, bro, it's just a game. Like, you're doing something incredibly selfish right now. Like, you obviously need a break. Like, I, I deserve that if I did do that, you know? And I also agree. This is the other argument people always use. It's like, well, what about Mason? What about pro players? What about Quinn? When Quinn griefs my game, he's my friend. I report him. I have reported Mason. I have reported Quinn. When they grief games, they shouldn't be allowed to do it either. I agree that we just need harsher. I like, I have been a huge proponent that I think we just need a harsher uh, matchmaking system. I don't think you should let people grief at all and like not experience like harsh consequences that build up because otherwise it creates a culture. That's what I think has happened, is, especially with the USC's matchmaking, that I think it has built up a culture. That like more and more people do it because other people do it. Do you think and you'd so be they fine? Think it's okay for them to do it. Do, do you think the player base would still be healthy if you legitimately just skimmed like even say fifteen percent of people off for being shitty? Yeah, I mean, I do have a. That is a conspiracy theory that if you start panning away so many griefers, then you're just maybe taking money out of your own pocket. You know, maybe I don't think that's actually the case, but. I think you can make that argument in a game that's not growing, I guess. Uh, you know, like if your game's not growing, uh, then like it's the point of making like a really robust behavior system. Mm -hmm. If it's not like you're not attracting new people into the game. <laughs> We're all fucking locked in with each other at this point. True. So. I don't, know. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but I think I think it just more has to do with the fact that there's just, I mean, it's not Riot, right? Like Riot would have like 
fucking individual people looking into games and like that they would go they go way too far i've actually we, uh, like there was a there was a right thing where like i remember uh sing sing actually like called me out on some like riot thing we maybe have talked about it on the podcast and he said he would be like the equivalent of like of because i it was something about like champion like somebody was playing a champion uh in a role that like was considered griefing sort good of code thing. switching and i was just like that's not that's not that that that, that just like deprives pe- people of innovation if you set that out if you specifically as a developer say you can't do that right maybe if a majority of the people like inside of the game report that person then like maybe that lets maybe that is a little bit more of a uh eloquent way to to like set those kind of rules like mm-hmm. oh you get like you play tanky's mid but that was exactly the sing sing said it would be like if, if you had a t- tanky's mid i'm like i've had those people and some of them have owned with it i actually don't think i've ever reported for somebody for tanky's mid i'm always down for something new to be done in my games I'll, I'll, i've had i've had uh in fact just the other day i had somebody like they're like oh sorry like yeah, DK support is garbage. I shouldn't depict that. My bad. I griefed the game. I was like, I don't care. It was something new. It was something interesting. Now I can say when I see a DK in a support in a pro game, I could say that's garbage. I saw that. <laughs> that's shit. <laughs> I have a you know? very vivid memory of reporting somebody who played at like a safe lane one position bane. <laughs> <laughs> I was like you you know what you're doing and this is really bad <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i mean you got reported plenty of times i'm sure for your necrophos jungle strat so hey hey um i've gotten reported uh, for for things that are legitimate too like i i i've gotten reported before for like jungling <laughs> or not jungling i'm sorry um for like playing support wraith king just for like people who like just don't get it yeah, that was, I mean that was that was a thing at some point in time. Offlane yeah. Wraith King was definitely a big thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to bring her back recently. I was like, I don't know, Is- these skeletons are doing more damage with Wraith Fire Blast. Maybe I can max out skeletons and be an offlane Wraith King and just like blink Wraith Fire Blast people and the skeletons will kill them for me. It didn't work. Mm. I tried it twice. It it still didn't work. You should appreciate the innovation though. Um we've been going for a hot minute. I have to pee and it's not because I don't want to spend time with you it's just because my bladder's small and my water bottle is like a half gallon everybody in case you don't actually watch the U- the YouTube version but I would I'm love I would love to round out the podcast with one quick Patreon question to wrap up the year if you don't if, if you don't mind as a way to say thank you to the everybody last one of the year as a way to say thank you to everybody who supports us on patreon.com slash side <laughs> Uh, okay, I see Vermilion. Mm-hmm. He's a frequent member of our uh, of our Discord. Mm-hmm. And I'm also interested in where this question is going. I studied opera, which uh, Vermilion, uh, from everything that I've seen about him on Discord, <laughs> makes me think of him as not somebody who studied opera. So I'm already very interested. I studied opera and remember having far better voice and breath control. Unfortunately, when I'm trying to pick it up again recently, I've noticed that I get a bit dizzy after about 10 minutes of singing. 
Do you do any sort of vocal exercises slash training specifically for casting as I feel that it requires a fair bit of endurance to talk at such a pace and volume for so long? Uh, Joey, have you ever done anything like that? Or do you know of any of the talent that you've worked with? Anything like that? You ever seen any weird warmups? So this is, th I'm not answering your question, but I'm going to share something a little okay. bit embarrassing about myself. Um, when I was younger, I used to sing Eminem songs to try and learn how to like speak faster mm. and have Why? like more breath because I thought it was cool not only to be okay. able to like sing those songs, but also to be able to have like a good flow and speak fast because I actually, I, I used to trip over myself a lot when I was younger uh speaking i I, de mm -hmm. I like had i had a, like a pretty bad lisp and there's people who probably still notice it but it's much more subtle now um i i think i'm told <laughs> i know uh but like it, it 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 was pretty bad when i was young so one of my uh one one of like my they, they used to have like vocal people who would come to elementary schools and you would get like pulled out of class for an hour to do like basically vocal coaching to, to try and train you on like where to put your tongue and how to not you know uh, lisp or flap or gap or anything like that so uh, one thing that they said is like oh like if you like any type of rap music you should just try you know singing some of those songs and like rapping like that because it will mm -hmm. actually help you like connect your brain to your tongue a little bit more so I took that advice and actually did it. So there's like a handful of Eminem songs that I know and, and others that I can just kind of spit out. Um, I'm a real man shit karaoke, uh, but <laughs> I don't I, I don't do vocal warm ups for anything. Have that we I, ever done karaoke together? I don't think so. Wow. I was actually that at some point. I was at karaoke on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to a new place in Koreatown. Um, I'll yeah. name it. It's called Rosen. It's by the people who made Pharaoh, which is one of the most popular karaoke lounges. They had exactly one Blink-82 song, which I think is fucking unacceptable for karaoke. It's a travesty. They had actually no music that was like my childhood alt-rock music. Could, could anybody have done Ocean Avenue? No. Were there any Bare Naked Ladies songs? No. Were there any Eve 6 songs? No. Were there any Sum 41 songs? No. And I'm like, why the fuck are we even here? What's the point? What's the point? If I can't relive my early 8 to 14 years. Anywho, so I was a little bit drunk and one of the last songs we did was... um. We, we did like a Nelly song and um, you know what? Mm -hmm. I was really good at it. Um, nice. Uh, but but to your actual question, which I did not answer, um, I, I, I know talent too. Um, sometimes before going on camera, they will do like some kind of tongue twister things just, just for vocal warmups. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would say that in our industry, my observation is that it's pretty rare that that happens. I mm -hmm. think more people have rituals of, uh, like around, um, either what they have to drink at or during a broadcast or like what they have with what they have with them like a lot of people will do no or very minimal talking before they have like an important broadcast to do to kind of like save a voice for the first part of the day um and then and then really push it later but I, i'm not privy to a lot of vocal warm-ups and i've never done any myself 
I've always wanted to hire uh, one of those coaches. I've always wanted to hire like uh, a vocal coach and like go through that sort of thing, um, just because I think it would be interesting, and I'm sure there there would be something that I would learn um, that mm-hmm. would be helpful. But uh, <laughs> as far when it comes to like drinking and stuff like that, if you ever see me walking to the casting desk, I'm carrying like five different things man i've got my like i've got my water i've got my backup water in case i throw my my, my <laughs> original water all over my co-caster uh I, I or more likely i spill it on accident or something like that uh I, i've got uh tea i always bring tea with me so i've got like a hot cup of tea that i bring with me i've usually got some sort of snack that i brought up there with me as well uh, just so I can eat while I'm standing there uh, right before the game. Nothing big, but like, you know, banana or some sort of sweet or something like that. Like that, that is actually a huge ritual for me. Uh, a Kleenex, Kleenex, you know, in case I have a stuffy nose or something like that, or mm-hmm. I want to make sure I don't have any boogers hanging out of my nose mm-hmm. right as we, we, right as we go live on the broadcast. That'd be awful. Uh, yeah, that is, that is a huge ritual. I'm glad you brought that one up. Mm-hmm. I drink literally, like, I wasn't joking. My water bottle is a half gallon. I, I drink almost a full thing when we record every podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps me energized. <laughs> it, it keeps it keeps things smooth. Yeah, it keeps you uh, awake and wanting to go to the bathroom. Uh, the other part of that question, I'll speed things up for you. Uh, <laughs> warm-ups. Uh, I do. I always do warm-ups. Uh, I just naturally started doing warm-ups sometime when I got into commentating, uh, it, it's usually I start in the morning, uh, and it's usually like I'm showering and I'm like doing, I'm basically doing karaoke. I'm singing along to some songs or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, used to be that I did lose yourself all the time for the rapping aspect. Um, and that also got me amped up for like the right before you go live. Uh, what I do now that is uh i i think a lot better is that i do the alphabet aerobics if you know that black alicia song um where it's just it's it's rapping and literally go through all the letters of the alphabet so that made sense to me where i was like well in that case i'm going to be and it's also a a speed song as well so Mm -hmm. it's like i'm gonna be rapping i'm gonna be rapping quickly and i'm gonna be going through every (laughs) <laughs> every letter of the alphabet i assume that will get the full range of motion i could be wrong but i assume that that is going to be happening uh instead of tongue twisters uh, i've done tongue twisters before for like voice acting and stuff but i found that um rapping is preferable uh maybe it's just a casting thing uh there's also like they they always say like um an apple will kind of like reset the like moisture and pH level or something in your mouth or something. Mm-hmm. I've found I've heard that, that that is true. It's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the warm up for me. Can you do the alphabet aerobics like without background music? Just like like acapella in the Artificial shower? amateurs aren't it all amazing? <laughs> Analytically, I assault animate things. Breaking barriers bounded by the bomb beat. Buildings are broken basically I'm bombarding. Casually create catastrophes. Casualties canceling. Cats got their canopies collapsing. Detonated down my dank daily do do. Demonstrations <laughs> down down you. down low. Eating other editors. Eating chief editor chicken. Yeah. I, I, I could uh, like that was actually going faster than the actual song. And if I had the lyrics out, it would help me a bit more. But yeah. 
God. But yes, I will do that and then I'll slip up and I'll do it again and I'll keep doing it until I can do the whole song cleanly. That's kind of like my... And and it works because I could just do it right there while I'm standing. Mm-hmm. So if you see me like standing in front of the camera waiting for us to go live, like the draft, you'll just see me kind of like muttering under my breath. Artificial amateurs don't all me. <laughs> That's just all I'm doing. <laughs> I bet they don't have that song at karaoke very often. <laughs> no, and I've only looked once. <laughs> and then I realized it was just like, ah, it's just kind of like a weird party trick flex like nobody actually wants to do that so it's uh, just it's one of those songs that you're like you're the only person interested in going on you know you know what i think is actually the perfect it is a party trick but it is something that people get excited about and know the chorus Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. if you do bare naked ladies one week at karaoke because it's still impressive it's still impressive i I don't know that song it's brand oh that one (laughs) <laughs> all right anywho maybe another time you can't find it at rosen though if you're looking for karaoke in i in will Los try Angeles. and you know we go to karaoke we'll do that song and i i'm i'm great at karaoke because i will sing along no matter what it is as long as i know the lyrics and even if i don't know the lyrics i've done this a couple of times where somebody puts in a song and nobody else knows and they're the only person up there and I feel really bad. And so I just go up there with them and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I just kind of like make my way through a song I've never heard before. <laughs> just working off the lyrics that pop up on the screen. <laughs> God, uh, you're you're more fun at parties than I am. Uh, everybody, thank you for the fun year. I'm not saying that because I have to because it's the end of the year. I'm saying that genuinely. Um, it's it, It's been an enjoyable one. It almost feels like things are, you know, in a, in a, in a post-COVID way. It, I'm excited about next year. Uh, it, it's been it's been fun to talk at you oh, and sometimes read comments. Oh, you're cursing us, Joey. I, that's not real. That's not real. Everything's getting better. Okay. Everything feels so much more normal. I was just in Vegas. We traveled to TI. We were in Singapore. And didn't yeah. even wear a mask most yeah. of the time. Didn't a bunch of people at TI get COVID? Yeah, and then they won TI. So <laughs> I'm pretty well, sure like, it was we fine. We should all be getting COVID, honestly. I mean, like, if Snaking could do it, any of us could do it. <laughs> Must be the COVID. <laughs> um, thanks for the fun year of podcasts. Thanks for the fun year of hanging out with us. Thanks for the fun year uh, period. Uh, and we'll, 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 catch you, we'll catch you next one. Have a, have a happy holidays. Or Merry Christmas if you're some weird alt-right person. And, um, you know, Happy New Year. I I hope you find a New Year's kiss. And if not, you can just listen to me and go...